Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to The Times. Go to thetimes.co.uk. Your subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times now comes with access to every Barclays Premier League goal. Refresh your app, choose your team, accept notification, and you're away. All with our award-winning commentary, opinion, and insights. Every goal, every game, everywhere. The Times and the Sunday Times. Now with goals. All right, I want to do a quick segment on, on England, uh, partly because they played last night, partly because we've had a special request. Oh, yeah. um, my, in my mind, the, the greatest goal I ever seen, I've ever seen. I'm mine. And yours too. <laughs> Uh, but only one of us was on the pitch that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us Someone what happened? Just me. Someone's just asked me out there. So I'll tell you what happened. Middle of the park, Glenn Muddle's on the ball. And, <laughs> you, and you know Glenn. He tries to find God with one of them line, long passes. <laughs> but I hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> Diego turns me in the middle of the park. And, Pete, and Peter Beardsley. Silly bollocks starts running after him. Peter Beardsley, God love him, with that little lunch back. He didn't want to run back, did he? <laughs> so he left it. So I'm, I'm chasing him. He does Fennec, who'd been booked, yellow card, so we didn't want to bring him down, being sent off. He does Teddy Butcher, yeah, with great, great skill. And then he drives into the inside right position. Schiltz come out like a bag of shit. Gary Stevens. <laughs> Gary Stevens on the cover, doesn't get there. The great man rolls it in the bottom corner. F*** all to do with me. Obviously, England's out there, and I can tell you, having lived in this country for a long time, I see a very familiar pattern with the England team, is that in public opinion, England are either fantastic, full of world-class players, nobody can stand in their way, or they're absolute turds. There is no, there really is no middle ground. And, um, I, I, was it like this in your day, Peter? Yeah, I, was you know? pe- I was Peter the Third, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Listen, there's always great expectations on England's sides because we, we've got this mentality. We've created football. We should be winning the World Cup. 
And unfortunately, you know, the teams I got, we got in the quarter final. Uh, 1990 got the semis, got done on pens. So certain things happen, some good players. I just, for some reason, um, when, when I mean, we had a generation, Stevie G was a, he's been a fantastic player. That generation of the Beckham, the Scholes, and you think, that generation, you're thinking, now they can't, and we, we never got anywhere near it. So I'm thinking, now, international football, and, and, and you, you'll find this is like possession and in holes and in intelligence. And that's, and that's what, when it comes to the big games, the likes of Spain, the likes of France when they had the good sides, Brazil and Argentina, do it better than us. Get in holes, get, you know the game. I played against their Argentina. Tactically, their coach was really spark, bright spark. You know, he went man for man on, on us and let a couple of players who weren't clever on it have the ball. And, and, and so, expectations, we've got to get them right. We, we want to go and win it. We want to do this. But with, with the eighth, if we get to the quarter-final, the bottom line is we've done well. But do you think, you know, going back there, I mean, it, it, a similar situations in our many ways, you know what? He didn't put burns on and let him loose and let him run at them until, like, you know, the game was gone mm. almost. And, like... He dragged uh, me off, as it happens. Thanks for that. <laughs> you come off well, you was, wouldn't you? Game? No, well, to be fair, to be to be fair, he, he changed the system, uh, mm. uh, Bob. Because when we started off, he, he had uh, Wilkins, Robo, um, Hoddle in the middle of the park, and Barnes he left. Now Barnes, he, besides, but, but John Barnes is one of the best players I played against. They're fantastic mm. football, but for some reason they take the Brazil goal. He didn't really do it for England, and in, in the early games, he, he struggled. But when he come on a sub in that game, he was on fire. And I, I think he brought Waddler on as well. Mm. You know, and, and, and we were on fire in them games. But it, it, for, for the reason I said, he struggled. He, he didn't start him. But do you think there's a parallel like today? Because like, it seems to me that Hodgson's got loads of pace available to him. And, like, and he's not playing them. And he won't. Well, see, you see, ah, people say that he's, he's methodical. Hey, he went into two qualifying games against Ukraine and Poland and played a lad called Townsend. And we all went, what? Is he mad? And the boy come up with the goods for him. Using pace. Yeah. Now, I, I, whatever, whatever uh, you think about uh, Roy, and uh, I thought he had a good time at Liverpool. I, I, I can't understand why he was Get him back there tomorrow. Anyhow, whatever, whatever you say about him, he knows the game, and I think I think that the likes of Sterling, Sturridge, he'll use them. I think he'll use pace because over there, depending on where you are, I mean, this is no excuse. It was it was a wee bit hot for a heightened lad in Mexico City. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, and in Monterrey when we had the group games. So you've got it, you've got it. Conserve your energy, drop off, pass the ball, and then that pace becomes essential against the teams. Which, by the way, there's some great teams, isn't there? You look at the, the, the Argentinians, the Belgians, the Spanish. I tell you what, there's some great teams. But I tell you what hurts people, the biggest thing, pace. Nah. Pace is the biggest thing that hurts Speed people. Kills. And in, that, in, that, in international football, that is the buy. And I, he, whatever you say about him, he did that with Switzerland when he was in there. He had pace up there. So I, I think he'll go along with that. I do think he'll go with that pace. Um, well, just to get a sense, obviously, World Cup coming up uh, uh, this summer. Um, 
Can, can, we have, can, you, can you guys just put your hands up again if you think England are going to get out of the group stage, please? I think they will. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, please put your hands down if you think England are getting going out the round of 16. I think, I think they'll get the round of 16. All right. How many people Quarters. think yeah. England are going out at the quarterfinals? Me. Anybody believe in semis? All right. Okay. All right. It's, so you guys, basically, the general mood is... Same shit as the last couple times out. Yeah? You know what? I, I, I think they've got an opportunity. I, th I think there's, there's a lot of like reasonable teams there. I don't think there's anyone particularly outstanding. I mean, clearly. You don't think Spain or Brazil or Germany are outstanding? Well, yeah. Relative yeah. to England. I don't think Germany are outstanding, actually. I don't. Um, I, th I think Spain are outstanding, but they're not going to win it on the uh, you know, South American continent. Why the not? South American team are going to win. Why? That's what history tells us. Okay, can I say on that point of history? Because this is one of my was one of Pepe's. In the last fifty years, there's been one World Cup in South America, and admittedly, a South American team won it, albeit one with which had martial law and they were at home and they had generals and people with guns and people were disappearing and they fixed the game against Peru. <laughs> and they still lost to Italy that tournament. I don't know. How's that statistically relevant in this day and age? I I, I think Argentina or Brazil are gonna win. Right? I mean th 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 those that makes them moving my choice. I'm going to turn to you, Tony, because you're a little more objective here in the sense that you're not an England fan at all, and you don't even have to pretend to be one, unlike Tony some of the time. Um, he lives in London. Exactly, <laughs> he lives in London. Um, one of the things that, that's often been mentioned, I think, I think Jamie Carragher, for one, talked about it, but um, Frank Lampard has as well, that they don't really enjoy playing for England the way they do with the club sides. Um, and I want to get you on this in a minute, Peter, as well, whether that was the case with you. No, I, I absolutely adored it. And one of the best feelings ever is when the national anthem's ringing out and you've got them three lines on your shirt. It is absolutely amazing. And I go to the cricket, and when that Jerusalem is on, I absolutely adore it. Even though we're full of South Africans in the cricket team, I still adore it. There One's down. There you go. I, I absolutely adore, adore this country. I have the... As... A lot of yous here, we've got Irish grandparents. We have on me, that's the way we talk like this. But my country's England, where I was born in Liverpool, which is one of the great cities in England, and I am proud great. to have played for England. Now, when I said they didn't enjoy it, I wasn't suggesting I loved it was, it. It loved was because, it. because we weren't patriotic, but it's for another reason. It's that with their club sides, they usually won, and even when they didn't, the fans tended not to get on their back. Maybe they got on the back of worse players and whatever. Mm. With England, they felt that the media were always immediately out to get them the minute they screwed up. Uh, England fans, but maybe if they supported other clubs, would get on their back. Um, with England, sometimes they weren't, often they weren't the best players out there. Uh, is this something you've picked up and why are the media harder on England than they would be on, say, United or Liverpool? Assuming they are. Amazing, isn't it? You, you only have to watch England Amazing. to see that the players aren't enjoying it. If you watched the game last night, you watched Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is not enjoying playing but, for England at the moment. But the media love England. The media are desperate for England to win. They, that's they, the problem, they isn't it, when it doesn't so happen? Badly. And, and, and it makes them angry. makes us laugh. makes them angry. Listen, the media, and, and especially newspaper men, know all, <laughs> know all about the game and tactics. They are brilliant. They are brilliant. <laughs> and by the way, well, let me tell you. No, let me tell you about this media. So Bobby Robson, who was revered, you know Mexico. 
the press before uh, that polar game vilified him. And the Orange. And, when, and, and the Orange oh, in, in 88 vilified him. And it was, it, was, it was absolutely outrageous what happens. But, like I said before, as time changes, when Everton get a new owner, I'll put it in again, as times change, the press's uh, view on Sir Bobby changed. Well, but and that's and that now with with England, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed playing for them. I've got to say, now as the game goes on, do you know? Do you know? Sometimes when I watch football, I'm not sure whether and, and this is not just uh, England. I'm not sure about the lads enjoying it. I would give I I I would give anything now to go back and play in a derby game. It, it was like I mean I've never touched. Drugs in me. Well, yeah, that's a drug, isn't it? But it was the best thing ever. I mean, it was so good. I'm not sure they enjoy it. But Peter, it's, it's, it's become so cynical, and I, and I think it's at the players' cost. If you if you look at the Jan Vertonghen incident last week with Spurs, when the lad goes to Boston, there's a little bit of contact. To go. I first thing I thought of was you and Steve McMahon yeah. in a derby, one of the most biggest yeah. shoulder and tackles I've ever seen, smack into each other from the halfway line, Anfield. First thing they do, it's like a race to get up. Yeah. And they both well, get up and they tap each other see, on the head. Well done, play yeah. on. See, there's, there's, some things never. Ch- Listen, I, I played. I played in uh, in school, and my half fella, God rest his soul, he was brilliant. My half fella, um, he, his only problem was he was a red, but he was brilliant. <laughs> but I tell you what, he said to me, when you were out on that pitch, don't let anybody show that you're hurt. Yeah. By the way, he'd have clipped me if I'd have got. And, that, and, and I go to games now. I, I hear squealing. Mm. I hear ah! Wilshire the other night. Wilshire the other night. We greatly respect. Fabio Berini gave the biggest squeal I've ever heard. Okay, excuse me, excuse me. The other thing, the other thing was, which I've got to say, me and fella went. You know, if one one of your lads goes out of position, just fill into them. Fill in. By the way, football ain't rocket sides. They go on with four, three, two, one. The four, four, two, four, three, three. Just you, use your brain. Do you know what? Just drop in the hole if you're getting outnumbered in the middle Peter, of the park. Peter, I mean, I'm, I'm not an England fan, but the right under bad, the Ukraine game, you know, there's Kyle Walker playing, like, right back, mm. and he's having a nightmare. The targetism. And there's Theo Walcott in front of him, doesn't even look over his shoulder. You know what? Drop in. Help him. Well, I, I, I was one of them players on the pitch. If one of the lads, and, and we, used to, we, used to have, we used to have fights. I used to get sent in in training because at Everton, we couldn't tackle. And then Trevor Stephen, he kept nicking me because he was brilliant. Like, So I can't tackle anyhow. I smash him. He goes up <laughs> there. Colin Harvey, off. You get off. I says, what do you mean, get off? You want me to tackle on a Saturday? No tackling training, get off. And then I come in at the end of it and I go, oh, sorry, sorry, Trev, tricky. He went, nah, no problem. And we got on with it. You know, you know what? Right. So he, he's saying he couldn't tackle. And I'll tell you what, I've, I've just finished a book about the uh, 83 84 Liverpool team. And Craig Johnson said to me, he said, Derbies, he said, he said, you understand, they were meatier than other occasions. He said, we wanted to hurt each other. He said, and you get reedy. He said, and he's it, yeah. He said, and you know what? Show no pain, show no fear, and it's him back. But no, I've got a picture of me and Steve McMahon going for the tackle. We're, mm. both, we're both like like this. <laughs> Straight red. And and do you know do you know if it was a spot the ball competition, <laughs> you wouldn't get it in the minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the warm up. That was in the warm up. 
on my life, true story. Yeah, I see Steve quite often. I go, I go to Singapore, and he's based over there. So, you know, we even kick each other at the bar these days. <laughs> great times. Great times. This is meant to be the, our our England chat. Oh, right. Yes. Um, I don't want to do a disservice. I am a guest in this country. Anybody have a burning England-related question they want to ask, or shall we move on to the red half of Merseyside? <laughs> All right, there's That's your the end of that story. It's a nice segue. It says here, topic four, Suarez, how do people feel now? Ask people. Well, I want to ask person first, because obviously you, you covered this from a reporting standpoint. You've spoken to people. You, 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 you presumably form your opinion by mixing things people say on the record and mixing what people say off the record. Can you just explain, for those who don't get it, you have somebody who's so committed on the pitch, says all the right things, is adored by Liverpool fans, but then went out of his way to put uh, a clause in his contract, allowing him to negotiate with another club, but we know what that meant, um, <laughs> and who obviously at one point wanted to, you know, I don't think it's any secret, you know, gave an interview, said he, he wanted to leave, he wanted to move to a different club. I, how do we reconcile all these things? I think you'd reconcile it in the fact that he's a, a modern footballer and you'd reconcile in the fact that Liverpool Football Club can't, well, couldn't give him the things that he desired, which was Champions League. I, I took my lad to his first game about 12 months ago and I said to him, this wasn't a day when Luis Suarez was being A, racist or B, biting anyone. I, I said, if you want to learn how to be a footballer, watch him. Because I, I, I watch two or three games a week and I watch numerous games on television. The only footballer I, I see who's got that kind of passion and will to win is Luis Suarez. He's got that every single game. Liverpool 4-0 up against Norwich. He scored three, one of the best half six you'll ever see. And he's going nuts that he hasn't been given a pass. He's kicking posts and all. I've never seen that kind of passion. Even in, in Peter's day, I think he's a one-off. I don't think he's particularly... I think he's a bit wrong in the head, I've got to be honest. I think. <laughs> but... But, but that wrongness in the head makes him, for me, one of the top three players in the world. Oh, that, all, all the great players are loons, Peter. Um, you know, I mean... Gary Lineker? You calling Gary Lineker a loon? He wasn't a great player. No, no. no wasn't a great, great player. Goal great, great goal scorer. Great goal scorer. Well, no, no. I'll tell you what I was saying to Peter earlier on. I'll tell you what. Tom Finney. The, 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 yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, Tom loons. Finney. Loons. Um, but what I was saying, you know, talking about Gary Lineker, to digress, the Everton team that, uh, that, that, oh, that let's Peter plays in were brilliant. Suarez. And you know what? When Lineker come in, he made that great midfield sit too deep. And, you know, he scored 40 goals, but what did they win that year? Are you trying None. to get me out of it? No, I'm no, saying... Back bad memories. I'm, no. I'm saying that you... Right, Suarez, absolutely outstanding. You'd go on me. Yeah, you don't go on. You, you, you tell me about Suarez. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic football. What would you do to Great. Will you let me finish? Great <laughs> centre of balance. Great awareness. Pace. Knows where everybody is on the pitch. Absolutely outstanding. Obviously, he didn't have an alpha like me. Because when there's a strong wind, he's over. Well, How would you play Peter? Dives. How would you play him? What would you do? Well, it, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he has a struggle against the top sides, allegedly. Mm. That's, that, that's, that's been thrown up this season. And it, it's basically oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to no, make no. any comments. You know, oh, no, no, he hasn't, he hasn't scored against Arsenal, Chelsea or Manchester City. He's only played Manchester City and Chelsea away. Right. He, I think he 
hit the post in one of those against Arsenal hit the post well, it doesn't count as a goal. No, it doesn't count. Oh, right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. The rules I'll first. give you that. Seriously. No, no, I'm, I'm asking a different question. Would you pick him up more than man-to-man? I, 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 I think it's really... You know the top players? I, I, I think... I, I had this theory about picking them up, but the way, the way the top players move and how clever they are, it's really hard, you know. Mm. It's really, really difficult because these, these top players, and Suarez is one, football brains are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and and if you if you went for man for Manham, he'd go on the left wing where you'd have the full back and him together, and then he'd drift in. You know he, he, that clever. He's absolutely outstanding as a footballer. He is one of the best players in the world without his house. Um, well, that, that brings me to one other point because I was uh, I, I was speaking to a, to a Dutch colleague, and he said by the time his Ajax, like he went on the scoring tear and so on, but he's not as effective. He wasn't as effective back then as mm. he is now. Mm. And when Ajax got the fee for him that they did from Liverpool, which I believe was, what, 22 million? Is that, is that about right? It wasn't just that, Gab. It was, it was 22 million. The wages were £40,000 right. a week. It was a, it was a £22 million pound bargain. They were, they were uncorking champagne mm. because he's good, but, you know, and he, he, then he goes and bites people. and, and, and He was tossed like around so, everywhere. Exactly, and they did offer him a bit. I'm, I, I'd like to know from, from, from all you guys, starting with Peter, how much is that down to the managers that he's had at Liverpool, perhaps giving him more license or using him in the right way? Or do you think it's just a case of a footballer maturing in mid-career? I think he's improved immensely yeah, since he's been at Liverpool Football Is, is that something a manager can, well, can bring to him or is it something he's got to do himself? It's, 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 uh, it's always difficult to, to relate that. Um, I just think the penny's stuffed. Obviously, Brendan's do, done a smashing job there in, in terms of the, w- the way they play, and he's got pace in the side. But th- this fella is, is improved. I, I like watching him. I hate saying it, but I do like watching him. He's a really, really tough footballer. And I, it's, I, I, I don't know because I don't see him on the training ground. All I, all I see is a top player out there uh, week in, week out. And the, the, the biggest thing that I, uh, Liverpool recently... I think he played against the Arsenal. He played them right side. Yeah. Right. Mm. Against Monreal. Some some people sulk about that. Nah, he got on with it, and I thought, ah, not bad, not not bad. Son. Thought he was super. Great tactics. Yeah. Super. I, I, I think I think there's 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 a mix here. I think um, he's he's I, I I think he had been playing really really well um, before he went on this streak. You know, before Brendan Rodgers come in. And you could see he was clearly a superstar. And, but, you know, the way I think the, the great thing about Rodgers is he's, he's gone from being taking his template, which was the passing game, let's pass people to death. He's seen what Suarez can do. Let's get the ball to him. Let's get the ball to him. And now they, they, break, they break really quickly. So I think, it, I think, I think it's a mix of setup. I, th- I think it's very instructive what he did. I think, I think his players. I think it's players because he likes to keep it, keep it. But with the likes of Stevie G, who wants to hit that yeah. killer pass, yeah. he's gone. He's such yeah. a good player. Yeah. I'm going to play like, to his strengths. Like which, that's a good coach. Yeah. That's a good let coach. Let your players define the way you're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't force them into a pigeonhole. Is Stevie G the best player to come out of Heighton? Well, I, I, there's only one one in the league championship, but yeah, I think he's been... <laughs> By the way, outstanding footballer, top draw. We we were ready to take questions in a minute, but I had something I need to throw to you, Peter, because you you mentioned (laughs) um, uh, Jared there, and 
Occasionally, I uh, like to be passionate about football, occasionally I lose my cool. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody who was talking about Paul Scholes. And I think Paul Scholes is a fantastic footballer. Um, but he's not, Zizu. he's not my favorite. Um, and he was doing this, this, this tripe that you get thrown up occasionally. The man Sammy Lee. Somebody interviewed Xavi. And that's not an insult. And Xavi said that Paul Scholes was fantastic and he could have played for Barcelona. As if Xavi's, what's Xavi going to say? No, he's he could never play here, you know. Obviously, he's a great player. But one of the things that struck me was something um, he's talked about sort of, oh, well, Scholes was brilliant because he never hit the Hollywood pass. The, and it was in the context of Gerard. It was a context of criticizing Gerard for sometimes when he sprays those 40, 50 yard balls. Now, I actually, when somebody can do it accurately, uh, whether it's Veron, Zidane did it occasionally, Hierro did it extremely well. Dotti does it. I think it's a skill, and I think it's a kind of thing that you might only pull off one of four, but when you do that, you're through on goal and you score. You know, Scholes is sideways passing, and of course he did much more than that. I don't, you know, that, that has a value too, but a different one. What's your view on, on your midfielder who, who mixes it up? Do you, do you give one guy license to do that? Uh, as a manager? Did you do it as a player? You're talking about two great players. You know one of the best balls in football, and you missed it out a lad who used to hit it. He used to get it out of his feet, root hold, and it van basted on a diag. For full. For full. But that's a Hollywood ball. That's bad. It's death by possession. We have to do this tiki-taka stuff, right? Nothing. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, if you play in front of people, boom, 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 defenders are going, ah, oh, cruising here, play in front. But if, if, if at the times, I'll tell you why I don't with Quinny did it brilliant. He, he pulled on people and I said, hit the diag. We played Chelsea once. Uh, Desai Leberth, 4 0 up after 20 minutes, Quinny on the diag. So, what I'm saying to you is, yeah, mix your game up. Boom, I love that possession. But if you do it in front of people, they'll squeeze you, they'll squeeze you. Do, do you but when you, when you go like that and stretch people, 
you get your little time to go in into people. So it's just it's it's opposites. Defenders don't like you going in there. So go in there, they'll drop off, and you get your space to go. Do play. you know what? It's a dead simple game. Do really. you know what? Monkeys wouldn't have seen him. He could knock a forty young but forty year ball with the best of them, and he could also do the bits and pieces. I tell you what, you look at the goal at Wembley uh, in '86 to Lineker, the ball he knocks in. Yeah. You know, I, t- I tell you what, it, it's not a case of whether I'm you do one thing or the other. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's what YouTube is for. But it's 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 it's, it's not a case of whether you do one thing or the other. It's a case of being it. effective. It's I, a case of hating the opposition. No, and there are people who do, and there are people who don't. I, I had this conversation with Liverpool players when Joe Allen side and Joe Allen when he first came into Liverpool side was doing really well, and his possession stats were like 90 percent every week, and so, and and I said I was. I was impressed with that, and the player I spoke to said, "Yeah, but Steven Gerrard's possession stats is 78%. But every now and again, one of those through balls yeah. will find." He said that to me on the phone, goal. and you should have heard what I said to him. Yeah, it, it, it's a point that ties back to the England discussion as well. I can tell you what: when people play England, what they tend to fear is either Peter Crouch warming up because that scares <laughs> the shit out of people, and or pacey people and Gerard or somebody from the back hitting a ball into space. You know, you're not going to outpass or scare anybody with your creative passing in midfield. Not most good European teams or good South American teams. Something like that does does worry them. Um, questions? Liverpool. Uh, John, Liverpool fan. Um, I've got a question about the, the summer, you know, Liverpool's transfer committee. Um, Basically, what is the <laughs> pulls up his chair? Who are, who are these? Mis- who are these mysterious people who recommend and, and scout players? Because most people I see, I can't. I Dave Fallows is, is the main scout. Michael Edwards is the analyst. Ian Ayer is the obviously the managing director. Brendan Rodgers is the manager, and it does. I, I spoke to John Henry about this when he he came over and spoke to all the national press about Luis Suarez and the, the Arsenal offer. And I said to him, who has responsibility? And he says, you don't need to know. And I said, no, I don't need to know. But in terms of accountability, the fans, the people would like to know. And he said, no, they're just accountable to me. And I I admired that in a way. Because I do think that every transfer that does happen and doesn't happen now gets scrutinised like never before. And someone's got to be right, someone's got to be wrong. And this was an, an owner saying, I'm taking over all responsibility. So whatever they get right, whatever they get wrong, I will deal with and I, think that, I, I do think that's the right approach. The, the, and I also think... I, I, I also you think can't it's, sack the owner, you can sack any one of those four guys. Exactly. And I also think it's not that far divorced. It's not that far divorced from when Bill Shankly had Ruben Bennett, Jeff Twentyman, people like that who go out and do his scout, and they were his eyes and ears. And they knew, sit down with Peter Robinson, who would tell them what money was available, what they can and can't do. The only difference, I think, now is... I think you've got a situation where Liverpool managers got players on the bench, i.e. Iago, Aspas and Luis Alberto, who he's got absolutely no interest in, who cost Liverpool Football Club £15 million, who he will bring Alberto on if Liverpool are four or five in the looping games. He will not play them from the start. He played Alberto from the start against Oldham, took him off at half-time. He clearly doesn't want those players, and I think that's where it breaks down. The question is, how does it proceed in the summer? I think there will be some kind of, if not restructure, then I think the manager will get more of a say in who comes, who goes. The, the, the manager, in many ways, made a rob for his own back when he, um, when he canned the, the, the storage seal for the first time. Um, and it kind of 
it caused problems within the club and it caused a lack of faith. I'm not sure this transfer committee is the right way to do it. I don't trust their judgments. And um, for example, in this window, the last window, uh, the manager wanted defenders and um, they didn't find any defenders. They're going to spend an awful lot of money in the summer if they're in the Champions League. They're going to commit big. Um, will they commit the right way? I don't know. I personally don't believe it's working. Tony, sorry, can I ask a question about this? Because I, sometimes I, I like to think from, I like to pretend I'm a billionaire owner, like John W. Henry. Um, the manager wants defenders in January, right? Mm. So he only has Sacco and Torre and Agar and Skirtle and Sissoko and Jose Enrique and Flanagan and Kelly. How I many? You're not in the Champions League. How many freaking defenders well, do you want? Well, Why don't well, you play first, the ones first, you first have all, there and make first, them better first and of bring all, some kids from the youth team? First of all, first of all, look at the defense. You know, and like, you can see why it's money. That might they, have to do with the manager, though, they, right? They, they would have got rid of... Uh, you can argue that he doesn't set up the defence uh, in the correct way. But they would have got rid of both Acker and Scale. Um, last summer, they bought centre-halves, and none of them look anywhere near the level of a, a, a title-winning team. Go on. You're not making a face. No, no. I, th I think Alori's a mistake because Alori's a player who couldn't play for Liverpool this season. I, think, I forgot I think him. No, that's not. He's a he's a Gennaro on loan and so because he couldn't play for Liverpool. But, but Sacco, when he came in, I think the mis mistake was Sacco was playing 17 million for the player who would have been available for free six months later. I think that's an ex extravagance. Oh, I, I think the remarkable. I, th I, th I think Sacco's okay. I think the remarkable thing about Liverpool this season is that if you look at the team that is challenging for the title, there's no signings in it. It's a, it's a team that was already there, established. And I think that is what where you give Brendan Rodgers all the credit in the world. Yeah. It's a team that was seventh, eighth for two, three years consistently that are challenging for the title. There's and, no signings. And, and, and none of the signings the transfer committee have made have come through. But, but by the same token, I'd, I'd argue that the transfer committee have stopped certain things from happening and have mm. made... The transfer committee, Daniel Sturridge was theirs. He was the one they no, the no, manager wasn't sure. Well, the, the Coutinho, Coutinho brought him the first time. They could have had him six months before, and the manager killed him. Peter, I, I want to just get you on this on, on, on the principle. I mean, there's a lot of talk about the the, the manager model versus a, mm. a manager with a director of football or a or transfer committee. In this case, I have my own views on this. Mm. I, I I wonder in the modern game when you literally have to. Negotiating, you're negotiating with agents, you're negotiating with agents, mm -hmm. and you're negotiating image rights, they're all complex things. You've got to do all that. You've got to talk to the bean counters at the club. You have to go on the training pitch and coach the team. You've got to deal with the scouts who scout your opposition. You've got to be across players from all over the world. Is it too much for, for one person? Or what's your, would you have been more comfortable? You had a director of football think, at Stoke, I obviously. Think, I think the modern day game is with managers now, I think uh, it's, it's, it's certainly changed. You know, if you, you're on about scouting players, I think you do need help. But it's knowing your strengths, isn't it? I mean, Brian Clough famously let Peter Taylor do it. Arguably one of the best managers of all time. But knew, knew on the training ground when he said it, that was his strength. So being a manager is knowing your strengths. Now, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he's got. To, I think the manager has certainly got to have some input. Input without a doubt, without a doubt. And if it, it was up to me, because he has to work with them, 
work with them, I think he should get the final say. You know, we have a chat with people, whatever, which which like I like doing with me staff anyhow. That's the way I did it because you know, no man's an island. You have this, you have this talk on it. But Bobby Saxton was an old pro. We used to, and he was brilliant at things. And he'd go, "Now nah, you're wrong." And I used to go, "Let me have a think about it." And go away and think about it. Mm. So I, I think it's important to do that. And, and, and in the modern game, with its big business, its big door, it's a worldwide game, you scouting network, the manager needs help. And so you, you, I'm, I'm not sure whether I'd, I'd go along with a committee, but you know, you need help. People who you trust, you trust, I think that's the biggest thing. If, if you can get a group of lads there you can trust with your chief scout, and wh whatever way you want to call them, direct the football, I think that's important. Peter, what you were saying there about uh, manager's autonomy um, and that you, you said the way to yourself then you need to trust the staff that you've got. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, at the minute, it, it's kind of being rumoured that Brendan Rodgers is negotiating a new contract at Liverpool. Mm. And uh, there's been some changes at the academy previously and referring specifically to the transfer commission to Tony and Tony, do you think part of those negotiations would be even more power over that transfer committee? Possibly, if I was Brendan Rodgers, I would be asking for more power. The, but I don't think it works as people see it. It, it works. I, I think where it's weak is that I think everyone gives a little bit of ground. And I think when everyone gives a little bit of ground, no one gets what gets what they want. And I think what you've got now is you've got a go back to Aspas and Alberto. There are people on the transfer committee who really wanted them, but the manager didn't. So the manager then doesn't pick them because he's got no faith in them. But then by the same token, the manager's got players he did want, like Ashley Williams, who the transfer committee says too old, too expensive. So that gets vetoed. So then the manager gets left with centre-backs that he doesn't want. And when everyone gives ground, you get that situation. And that's why Liverpool are in the position where none of their signings are playing regular football. There's a certain disconnect Except between, between you know, what like, uh, the, the, the committee wants and what the manager wants. And ultimately, the manager lives and dies by results. So he's got to trust his team. And he should have the final say. I was talking to the chief executive of another club who was very, very, very successful in his buys and all that. And he said, like, he said, well, everyone has a committee in a sense. But what he do, they had a head of recruitment. And what he'd do, he'd, do, he'd, go, to his, he'd go to the manager and say, what do you want? And the manager would say, I want... I want two centre-halves, or I want a centre-half and a left-back. I said, what sort of centre-half do you want? So, you know, he'd, he'd say, you know, I want a big one. He said, do you want him good on the ball? You know, all that bollocks. Um, but anyway, he could, he, what his head of recruitment would then come back with three names of people he thought would suit the, uh, the team. And the manager would go, I like him. And then the chief executive would go, well, okay, let's see if he's financially within a realm. And that seems to work. The more people you get involved, the more confusion, in my opinion. I think Liverpool still are a little way away from being a coherent unit in terms of targeting players and bringing them in, and certainly for the manager's choice. We're going to go to another question, but just on, on the back of that... Um, in this day and age, given the amount of time that managers have to put in at work, it's all well and good for somebody to come to you and give you three names, but if you're a manager, 
how are you going to know who these guys are? Assuming it's not somebody who plays in the Premier League. At best, you might have seen them on television. You might have played against them. You're not going to know how they've been doing of late. Some of these names, maybe, I mean, maybe you might have heard of them, but you're not going to be in a position to make a decision, right? I, I think of when Brendan first arrived, who did he sign? He signed Borini and Allen, who were people who he'd, he'd coached before. Yeah, but that was Liverpool had no scouts at that time. That was that was the big problem. That right. summer, Liverpool had Dave Fallows. What what that suggests to me is that those were the players that Brendan knew. Yeah, and so if you'd come to him and say like, "Hey, do you want to go and sign but Sergio the, Busquets?" The, he would have said Sergio. But the, who? the bigger problem that summer was there, was there was no one to come to Brendan. There's no one to come and say, "How about this player?" Basically, what you had was the manager, the chief exec, and the owners. There was no scouts. Liverpool had the summer with no scouts. I find that kind of terrifying. Uh, next question. All right, well, I have a question of my own for Peter on the back of that. When you were managing, um, you would have had, I've been playing George in the career, when you were yeah. signing players from, from, from other nations and, and things like that, was it a case of your, your, your scouts coming to you and saying, like, this is the guy, here's some DVDs? Did you have to put faith very, in people? Very, very, I made a big mistake in a transfer market at Sunderland. I, I signed a fella called Lillian Loslons. And I've, I've seen him play for Lille against Manchester United and Celtic. He was brilliant. I mean... Even though he had a girl's name. Exactly. Well, I was going to say that, but I thought, you know... <laughs> but I signed him for Sunderland for three... I tell you, I must have sent his kid brother, because he was minging, by the way. He was absolutely... When, when does that talk, when way, does that talk but, Peter? But I've seen, seen him play. By the way, this kid left, left Sunderland, went to Bordeaux, got them in the Champions League. He, he was brilliant when he back to Bordeaux. I think he, what, the mistake I made was I didn't go into it in depth. He just had a, a break-up with his missus, so that was a problem. Should have been on top of the world. Yeah, yeah, but that was a problem. <laughs> that was a problem. <laughs> so, you know, instead of, instead of getting someone to go in depth, I've got a kid come there whose head's up his ass, so to speak. So, they, you know, there's, there's that many things go, go on in, in, with, with players, especially... Uh, uh, from from abroad uh, and and sort of live. North East is a great place to live, but some of them, it's mm. they don't take but to it. Because Tony asked the question, um, and you know, so it, like, it got drowned out. When did you see it? When did you see it was a mistake? Oh, he come in and he, 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 uh, in training. I, I, I rung the chairman. Says that check gone through. <laughs> <laughs> there was, so there was, there was two players that. Are, at Liverpool, where that happened within one training session, one was Andrea De Senna, who the players straight away knew. Yeah. They, they were basically just dinking balls over him, and, and anyone could run in behind him. I could. Can I just say something about this guy? You talk about breakdown, and I'm sure you'll name the manager who signed him in a minute. Um, this is a person who obviously played in Serie A. This is a guy who had only ever played as a wing back. He had never played in a three-five. In a three-five-two, he had, and he was also a guy who I think it was what twenty-four, twenty-five at that point. I think he'd been capped once for the reason being that he wasn't particularly good. I mean, Maldini retired a long time before that. It's not there wasn't that much competition left back. When I saw the fee that was paid, and the idea that you're going to take somebody in mid-career with those characteristics and turn him into a different position, make him play in a four. I, I can remember. Demented. There was a Liverpool player at the time who won't name, but he's got an encyclopedia. Name the Liverpool manager at the time. Uh, Rafa Benitez. Yeah. And, and there was a there was a Liverpool player. How could something like that get it so wrong? Because Eduardo Massi became Eduardo Massi became his chief scout, and he had too much faith in the scouts who got a lot wrong. But the there was a Liverpool player at the time who said to me, and it was very basic, but 
somewhere encyclopedic knowledge of football, he said, I get the Football Italia magazine every week. I've never seen Andrea De Senna's name mentioned. And it's one of those where you, it, it's basic, but if, don't get me wrong, you can find um, people that no one else has seen. Do these they don't. <laughs> he did score a great goal for Liverpool. He, though, scored, he scored two. He scored against Ravens in Manchester United. There you go. No, see? No bad thing. He does it in big games, the, unlike Suarez. But but the but the but the, <laughs> but the other player who was who, who was written off by his teammates very very quickly was Andy Carroll. The Liverpool players who trained with him every day in the first few sessions, he was he was nicknamed the traffic cone very very quickly because he he had the same kind of movements as the cones that were laid out for training. Andy wrote him off. Well, I, Andy Carroll, I think, is, is a nice segue because um, one of the, and we're done in a minute, so this, your final thought, final image in your mind will be Andy Carroll in his ponytail, maybe his fetching beard as well, is to this day, while obviously thinking of England at the World Cup, thinking of other countries, when they play English teams, they're rarely scared of English technique. Not that it's bad, and obviously there's been a lot of great players, but... What terrifies them is players who are big and athletic and set pieces and all that stuff. And I know Andy Carroll, you know, some people treat him as a running joke and he's had issues off the pitch and he's had uh, physical injuries, but he is big and he is athletic. And when he jumps in the air, not only is he enormous, he has hang time and he stays there. And that scares the sh out of other people, that and, and pace, as I, as I said before. Um, Peter, you, you look at somebody like this, was he a, I mean, obviously didn't work out here, but could more have been done? Could something else have gone? Oh, would, would you have spent that money on, on Carol? Listen, would you listen uh, different uh, players have got different attributes and different ways of playing them. Now, <clears throat> the most successful Irish team was under Jack Charm. Now, International football, as I said before, is possession. You know what Jack used to do? Because everyone was used to, used to go, exactly. go bang. Cascarino, Quinn, he had some good players. The boy Alton, the boy Townsend, Sheedy, Whelan. Good players. But, but I'll tell they, you what, they, they're he, not the ones who scared anybody. No, no, but what I'm saying, he got it off the top end yeah. early and got round them. And depending on what style. Now, Quinn, like I mentioned before, he did scare people. I, I, I had two wingers, I thought I'm going to get it out wide, get crosses in, get Phillips around him, squeeze, different class, different class, but he had, he had good technique, season. he had a good technique, Quinny, as well, you must, you must, you must, well, um, he did have a great season, when I first went to Sunderland, we went down with 40 points, my two signings, Colton, goalie, and Quinn got injured, and that's how influential they were. So and, 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 and you can play to your strengths and, and, you can, and, and you don't have to, like we said before, it's not a long ball because we were entering Hullets with Diags. But Bobby Chan used to hit more Diags than anyone I've ever seen. David Beckham, you know, getting around the street hitting the Diags. It's a good ball. So the thing is with, with Carroll, Big Sam has a certain way of playing and he's been desperate to get Carroll back, desperate to get him back. And, and he's, he's got a lad... Kevin Nolan, scouts lads as well, who plays off him really, really well. Yeah. So it's horses for courses, if you know what I mean. I don't think he fits Liverpool's bill, but it certainly fits the way Sam wants to play. You know, well, so I mean, it's, he, it's, it's he, he kind of did fit Liverpool's bill because, like the way uh, Dalglish was setting up to play, you know, he was buying a wing and he wanted the ball coming in, and then the, he saw Suarez. I'm like, oh shit, you got Bill drowned him. 
it's like so Andy Carroll became secondary, you know. Well, you basically imply by that that had Suarez not been there, maybe the club would have made more of an effort to build around Carroll. Without a doubt, without a doubt, and 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 also they they picked the wrong winger in town. And, you know, the man who should have been called the cone is down because <laughs> what, what, what was worrying about him is you talk to talk, talk to people. He's brilliant in training and crap on the you know in the games, and um, you know when he's playing with his mates, he's great. We're all a bit like that, aren't we? But Gabby, you used the word fear about Andy Carroll, but there are plenty of things that people are scared of that never hurt them, and I think Andy Carroll at international level is that kind of thing. Who was the last centre forward of that ilk? I think you go back to the players people were talking about. Now, Quinn, Tony, Cascarino. Big Duncan was. That Jan Collar. But, but what did Duncan do? But Duncan what did Duncan do? He scored against Liverpool. No, but he, he, scored, he scored four times against mm. Liverpool. And mm. Liverpool scored four no, times. No, but he was that. He, what I'm saying is that ilk. Now, Quinny wasn't prolific, but I got someone with him. But I, I think Quinny you know was I mean? a better. I, I think mm. I think he's very intelligent. Quinny was a clever player. Very, very intelligent. Very very intelligent. I don't think Duncan in, in or fact, that clever. Big Quinny. We, I, we used to play head tennis a lot. Little game, you know, feet. Quinny's feet were the best at the club. That's how good he was. Head tennis was first pick. So what was Not the problem? Uh, he couldn't um, run. I mean, no, no, no. Well, he didn't have pace. No. Yeah. But, but when we were at Everton, the last player uh, to, to get picked was Gary Lineker. <laughs> that tells you no. God's on the street. That tells you the story, doesn't it? But who's the, who's and the he had pace and he could get beyond. He was a finisher. But you play an interim. He went out a couple of under control by the time he come back because he's also sugars in it. Richard, you just asked him about Ibrahimovic. No, because he can. He's a lot more skillful. He can do more things with the ball. But I mean, if you're talking about who's a top centre forward, who's not good, then he's not a top centre forward. But I mean. In the vein, you, you could, I mean, you could maybe see like Edinson Cavani, um, Ibra, but, but you said Fernando Llorente. You know, there are players but, like that. But I, you use the word fear. I think if there is a fear, that, if, that there's a fear of something that never hurts them. Right. It's the bogeyman. I may be true. No, you, you, you can play. play you can play to people's. <laughs> you can't. You can't play to people's strengths. And defenders do fear that. Do fear a diagonal when it, it's it, a big set of foot. Toshiaki used to play for your mob a few years ago when Keegan was around him. I tell you what, and he had a couple of wingers. They were hard to defend against. Right, Shadok, we're going to actually leave you with this. Somebody wants to know who's going to win the league. So I know you all love making predictions. So just one word answers would do the trick. Tony? I'll go last. Man City. I'm going Manchester City. Man City with me tip at the start of the season. I think it's Chelsea to lose. There you go. There's your answer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We really, uh, certainly for myself, I enjoyed spending the evening with you. Um, we will probably be sticking around having a, a drink Was or that two a slow angle up? Was that a slow angle up? <laughs> Some of us will be sticking around and having a drink, at least until uh, Tony gets us all kicked out. But please, uh, thank you from my... And then we'll go to Mice. <laughs> thanks to my colleague, Tony Barrett, my boss, Tony Evans, and most of all, thanks to, uh, thank to Peter Reed for taking the evening out. Thank you. Thank you.